Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is Michael T.Y.P. Cole, and I have Jonathan Metz with us tonight. Hola, senores. Hi there. Hi. How's it like uh, in Colorado these days? It's really cold. It's actually, we're recording this at like, my time it's like 10.30 p.m., and it's actually about 15 degrees warmer right now than it was this morning up through (laughs) noon. Nice. So the weather is going crazy. It's really cold. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'll be joining you next month. <laughs> yep. We might we might do a, like an in-person uh, hosting of the show, something like that. that you would know, be fun. I, I did that once with uh, Stephen. It, it, it's tough just because you get picked up on each other's microphones. We're trying to record separately. Yeah, but you can we can use the same microphone. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, I guess that works. And I've got a splitter for uh, for headphones. There we go. So oh. you can try problem that. solved. All right. You are a winner. Mm-hmm. A winner is me. So this is episode twenty-three. Um, very, very briefly, because I get yelled at every time I assume that everyone has listened to this podcast before. We welcome um, our new and ignorant listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we play songs from video games. It's your job to figure out what the game is from the songs. And uh, we also have a question if you can't figure it out right away. We have three songs from each game. That's it. That's all yep. you need to know. And uh, Johnny does not know the, the picks this time. Though he, That's right. He swears one of these days the roles are going to be reversed. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. But for tonight, I am playing along. I'm playing in the blind. Oh, well, Annie up. <laughs> song. Yeah. Well, uh, okay then.
Okay. I know yes, what it sounds is... like, but I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> yes, this is on a Nintendo system. Um, I'm sure that's what you were going for. Yeah. Um, so here's the question for you. What is the Borg-like threat found in this game? think this game sounds like, Johnny? It sounds like Smash Brothers. Well, it's probably not that far off, but... I mean, Melee. It no, I, I know it's not, but yeah. it sounds a lot like it to me. Like Melee. I can see that. Uh, this is Star Fox Assault. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the way Megabyte put it... I played I, that game. I don't remember much about it, though. So, so <laughs> I, I played enough of it at, at E3s to know that I didn't want to play that game. You probably played most of it at E3. Uh, that's quite possible. It was on for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I know. Like, why would they showcase that more than once? I don't get it. Yeah, well, it eventually came out, for better or worse. Um, although it does have a good soundtrack. I mean, um, it's a good soundtrack trapped in a bad game. That's what Megabyte, <laughs> how Megabyte put it when he was describing the game to me. Um, and uh, I remember watching, like, uh, I guess it was Tommy Tallarico review this game <laughs> on TV, and uh, he gave it, like, a 10, basically because he liked the music. And yeah, that sounds like him. That sounds like him. So, it, it is good music, and I respect whoever worked on the music of this game, but the rest of it was kind of a 
why do you release this? By the way, Tommy has posted on our forums. He has. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. It might have been relating to the uh, video game live concerts. Yeah. Maybe some people were asking questions. He showed up and started answering people's questions. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, he gets kind of a bad rap. I, I hate him as a video game reviewer. and I think He's it's sort of a jerk on TV. I he, mean, maybe he's a nice guy. He, he's a jerk on TV, and he really shouldn't be reviewing video games because it's almost a conflict of interest for him. I agree. But... But, uh, but you know, in person, he's actually a pretty decent guy. He's very friendly. He's very enthusiastic about all of his music stuff. And, and he really is good about organizing and, and stuff. I mean, he's a charismatic and nice guy. Um, he just doesn't come off like that when he's reviewing games on TV. Right. Um, and so it's kind of unfair that, that he gets a, this really horrible rap online. Because he's not a bad guy by any means. Yeah, but he doesn't portray himself very well. Let's put it that way. I, I, yeah. So, so, I mean, ultimately, you kind of, you know, you control your image when you're a public figure like that, so... I suppose. Anyway, uh, in this game, apparently, the the big threat is this Borg-like uh, race or whatever called the Aperoids who are trying to assimilate everyone in the lab. I vaguely remember that now that you mention it, but yeah. I couldn't have told you that. Right. So. <laughs> it certainly didn't ring a bell when you asked the question. Yeah, I, I think uh, this game only has three classic Star Fox-style shooting levels. Which yeah, doesn't make any are, sense. Those are good, by the way. Those ones are pretty good. I don't know. I, I remember review, uh, interviewing with... Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. But he was uh, the director of the original Star Fox at a, at a GDC. And uh, I, basically I asked him, like... So Dylan you, Cuthbert? No, no. This was, this was the Japanese... Uh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, I, Dylan I really... worked on it. Dylan and uh, Giles Goddard both worked on it. Yeah, I... I'm sorry. Dylan worked on Star Fox. Um, uh, yeah, uh, what's it called for DS? Command. Yeah, Command. He worked on that, which and that's that's good. I'm upset. I want to look this up now. Nope, that's not it. All right, I give up. <laughs> oh, Moby Games. That has usually has it, doesn't it? Um. Anyway, he basically his response was, uh, I think they should keep it as a classic shooting game cuz that's that's what it's supposed to be. That was his that was his comment. Oh, that's right. It's Katsuya Yaguchi, the Animal Crossing guy. Oh, really? I didn't know he was involved with Star Fox. I've interviewed him. Yeah, he's he's a nice guy. I think that was his first uh, directing role. And I okay. if I remember correctly, it's kind of because uh, the dev team was going to have some trouble so they they threw some EAD staff at it. Well, as with many, many Nintendo games and people who work at Nintendo, he has been involved in a really wide variety of games that there's no clear style among them, you know. Yeah, um, he, he sounds like he wants to stick with the Animal Crossing-style communication game now, but well, he was I doing... I hope he's working on Animal Crossing. Well, he claimed he was. That would, that would be nice. Yeah. Well, he did, like, level design for, like, Mario World, which I thought was really cool, so... Mm-hmm. Origins are very interesting for all these directors that you, you now hear about and read interviews about. They all were involved in some really classic games that has just the underlings, you know? Kind of like yeah. how Iwata is now president. He was a programmer at HAL, you know? So, yeah. uh, anyway, we should, we should probably get on to the second game by now. Sure.
that sounded Capcom y. Mm, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> Here's a question to help you all out. What special forces unit does the protagonist work for? ideas based on the question and music um I, I I don't know it's uh it sounds like a lot of things I would probably go with something like power blade or shatter hand I think it's a little more mainstream than that it's a really metal, it's metal gear whoa the, yes uh-huh. yeah so it wasn't even Capcom it was Konami yeah or I guess it's, was it Ultra? It's that one Metal Gear that no one's played. <laughs> this is true. Um, I feel asleep. Yeah, well, I can't say I'm a fan of stealth games, and I guess this is kind of one of the first true stealth games out there. Um, yeah. So I, game's not for me. I've tried playing a little bit of it. Um, but it, it all just feels like uh, that one part of Zelda you don't enjoy playing over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm not a big fan of it. Um, although I will say, I know there are people who like the original Metal Gear for NES. Uh, well, it started as an MSX game, I guess, but yes. they ported it to NES. 
NES. But if you are a fan of that, you should check out the one for Game Boy Color. It might be a little hard to find, but look it up. Uh, I believe it's called Metal Gear Solid. I think just uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, but there was some subtitle it had at one time. I'm not sure if they kept it all the way through. It was like the Tower of Ghost Babel or something like that. But um, it's pretty much exactly the same thing as the NES version. But it's a totally new game, and supposedly, I mean, for what it is, it's amazing. And uh, for a very long time, it was the number one ranked game of all time on GameRankings.com. Really? Because it, it kind of came, it, it was released right after they started basically keeping up with all that stuff, and um, it had very, very good reviews among a pretty small number of outlets that actually played it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it doesn't, that's long gone, but uh, anyway, it's supposed to be very, very good. I don't have any personal interest, though. You know, the gameplay color is interesting in that it has a, it wasn't alive for very long, all things considered, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of good games kind of like that where they're either you know remakes of of old NES games that are done really well or they're kind of adaptations of with engines that have been around for a while like like uh, the Oracle Seasons Oracle Ages for Zelda or that's right or uh, Bionic Commando right I guess that fits into the category you previously mentioned right Uh, that's very good Crystalis not very good (laughs) I played that one all the way through by the way (laughs) Um, Super Mario Brothers very good yeah on there Uh, both both of the Wario games are fantastic. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, well, they re, they sort of remade Wario 2 uh, with color graphics, and then Wario 3 is incredible. So, I love it. There, there's a lot of good stuff on Game Boy Color, and if you sort of missed out on that and you didn't pick it up till Game Boy Advance, and you have an original GBA or an SP... Or a Game uh, Boy Player. Or a Game Boy Player, yes. Um, you should uh, go out and find those. They're probably really cheap, and there's some great, great, great games. Yeah, I got Wario Land 2 for 5 bucks at uh, at my local GameStop. I don't know, I think that was a couple of months ago. So it, that's that's the going rate for at least Wario Land 2. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Game Boy Color, although that's not what this game was for, but... Yeah. It, it relates, you know? It does. It had a sequel on Game Boy Color. There we go. That's all. I, I can't say much about the original Metal Gear. Um, all I know about it are like some funny quotes. The translation was hilariously awful. <laughs> and uh, I've seen a lot of funny screenshots from it. Alright, so game three was uh, requested by Ski Dragon from the forums. So enjoy.
Uh, yeehaw. Sorry. That's a hint. <laughs> I guess it's a hint. Uh, who guards Richard Rose's estate at the gate? Whoa, what? <laughs> who? That's a very specific question. <laughs> who guards Richard Rose's estate at the gate? That even rhymes. Yeah, it does. Google it up. figured it out based on the question, Johnny? Well, I, I can't think of that many Western games. So. Well, uh, the game is Sunset Riders. I've never even heard it's of a, it. It's a run-and-gun game that, at first, I thought I hadn't heard of, but it turns out uh, I actually had played at a friend's house on the Genesis. It came out. It was originally an arcade game in Konami that was ported to both the Genesis and the SNES. And what is a run-and-gun game? Like Contra? Yeah, it's a like Contra. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like Contra, but Wild West. Yeah, and, uh, that sounds cool. And so it, it's inevitable this will eventually come to a virtual console just based on the genre alone. Uh, <laughs> so freaking many. Although Konami is a bit slower to release stuff than a lot of the other publishers that are on virtual console. But uh, when it's released, I wonder if they're going to release the SNES or Genesis version. Probably the SNES version. I, I, I read that it was more faithful to the arcade version. But, uh, well, there are a lot more Genesis releases than there are Super Nintendo releases on virtual console. That's true. Um, actually, funny side note, um, I don't think you actually played this on the Genesis. I played this on the Nomad, or, or perhaps the Nomad connected. The Nomad? Yeah, which was connected up to a TV, even. Uh, <laughs> so there were... is it, This is like the portable Genesis? Yes. That you actually plug your real Genesis cartridges in? Yes. That's a really cool idea. I always hoped they would do that with GameCube. Yeah. I was hoping that um, that DS would fail, and Nintendo's next um, uh, next system would be a portable GameCube because you know it already used the small disc, yeah. and it had miniaturizable technology, and you throw a, a cool little screen on there, and uh, which they actually showed at one point right. at E3, they showed an, an official Nintendo LCD screen right. for the GameCube, which never came out. It's really beautiful too. I played Metroid Prime on it. Anyway, I was always hoping they would do the Nomad thing with GameCube, but maybe they still will one day. I don't know. They could revive GameCube software development. They, they could certainly do that. If, I mean, if they want to have a like a standard architecture for all three systems, like you know, the Wii 2 is still based on the GameCube architecture, and uh, and they have the portable based on the GameCube architecture as well. I, mean, I think it would be really cool to have a portable with new games being developed for it. 
that you could play on your console. Oh, I mean, it, it would be... On your Wii, you know. Oh, you're saying so you could it would be built in kind of like Game Boy Player type thing. Yeah, so the GameCube itself would be sort of defunct. No, 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 what I'm saying is this portable would play GameCube discs. Mm. So it would play all your old GameCube stuff, and there would presumably, if it was successful, there'd be new, basically new GameCube games being made for the portable, but then you could take them home and stick them in your Wii, and it yeah. auto, it natively plays them. I thought that would be really cool. That would cool, be really cool. The, the whole question of split-screen gameplay, would I wonder how that would work. I guess those games wouldn't, would only support single-player, um, at least yeah, the old yeah. games. They, they'd, you know, It's not like they haven't lopped off multiplayer for GBA backwards and compatibility in the DS, so... Right. Same same difference. Uh, it still could happen. I don't, you know, if they want a port- powerful portable and they don't want to reinvent hardware because they're being lazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got GameCube stuff lying around still. Um. So let's see what was the question here. All uh, right, uh, who guards Richard? <laughs> what Rose's... game were we talking we're about? <laughs> we were talking about Sunset Riders. Sunshine Riders. Sunset. Oh, Sunset Riders. Sunset Riders, and uh, the guard at Richard Rose's estate uh, is Paco Loco. That's the second to last boss, I think. Who, that's so obscure. It is obscure. Who would remember that, even if you played it. Eh, well, you know, I, I was in a hurry. I mean, can you name the next to last boss in Contra? <laughs> I never played Contra. That's a much more famous game, and I really doubt you can, so. Eh, well. Okay. okay. Well, what do you want from me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what is there to ask about a running gun that you've never played, besides what you look up in online? Uh, I guess I could have chosen. Does it have the spread gun? I think it does. I think the it's based on your character you choose, whether you have like a spread gun or a or a rapid fire gun. Mm-hmm. See, there would have been a question that made more sense. Or the laser? Yeah, I I don't know. Or the flamethrower? I don't know. I don't, it was a very long time ago I played the game, and it was on the Genesis, not the SNES. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, Sunset Riders. I had something to talk about for this game, at least. I know you always criticize me for never having anything to talk about for these games. I, well, I don't, I don't criticize. Uh uh-huh.
uh, if you somehow don't remember those songs, this question should help. Uh, which popular minion in this game is famous for his bizarre choice of words? And uh, reminds me of NWR's Goofy Jeff Shirley. <laughs> I know it now. <laughs> Okay, what's the game? Um, based on the clue, I'd have to say um, Mario and Luigi: The Superstar Saga. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So I, I know you, I know you have a complaint about this game, and I kind of agree with it. Do I? You do. Uh, I know the you, original. I, the DS sequel, I have lots. I know. Of well, I, I agree with your complaints. Um, okay. Well, we can get there. We're <laughs> leaving the actual listeners in the dark here right now, but uh, I love the original. The, the only sort of confusing thing about it, if I remember correctly, was that uh, who was, which character was B and which one was A changed depending on who was in the front and that got kind right. of confusing. Yeah, uh, but you could always look up on the screen and it had a little guy. That's true. I mean, so it, it wasn't too bad. You yeah. Know, it's a lot worse with four characters than it is two. Yeah, well, at least they kept the, the assignments static, didn't they? Or did they switch them then, too? I don't think they did. I think you can switch them in. You can at least switch whether the whether the babies are in front or the adults. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a bit much to juggle, and they all yeah. and 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 they made you use way too many of those items that were, like I could only use the trampoline effectively or whatever. So I'm using the same item over and over and over again, and they gave you a shitload of them too. So like you're expected right. to use well, a lot of them. It's because you didn't have special attacks. There's no magic. There's no spe- special attacks. So. Your special attacks really are the items, and they give you lots of them, and they really expect you to use them over and over again. But the problem is they get, you know, in order for them to be effective at all, you have to play these little mini-games, essentially, while you're using the items. And by the time you've done it ten times on the same boss, yeah. you're really sick of it. I mean, the I guess it was sort of the same thing with the Brothers attacks in the GBA, but it didn't feel like such a big problem. Maybe it's because you had more variety of attacks, or... 
Maybe it's because they're more powerful. You have to use them as much. The problem right. is, like, in the sequel, most of the time your normal weapons are completely yes. useless. Yes. On any kind of difficult enemy, jumping, hammers, whatever, it's all useless. You have to do some kind of special item attack on it, or you're not going to kill it. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's just really unbalanced. I and mean, they just, like, totally went overboard and way unbalanced, but the puzzles are great still. Yeah, I wonder what Alpha Dream's up to now. I mean, they got to be working on something. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, the character that they introduce, which everyone loves, is Fawful. 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 Yes. And uh, actually, not everyone may be aware of this, but the, the guys that that worked on, like basically the founders of Alpha Dream, were actually a lot of the guys that worked on Mario RPG back when they were part of Square. So these Mario and Luigi games really are literally sequels to, to I mean, Super Mario. I mean, Paper Mario sort of is, but it kind of went its own route. These are, I mean, they have the same composer for crying out loud as Mario RPG. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. People are always saying, eh, we want Square to come back and make a Mario RPG. It's like, well, they already did. <laughs> they made two of them. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So That's cool. I actually didn't know that they worked on... Super Mario RPG. I knew they worked on that Tomato Princess game or whatever that never came to America. Right, like the, the, the directors of Mario and Luigi were the co-directors of Mario Super Mario RPG at Square. I mean, so, yeah. It's like they left Square like so many other people have over the years and founded their own company. Well, it is a very funny game, and um, I remember we did an interview, and one of the things we, with the Treehouse, the localization group at, at Nintendo of America, and one of the things we asked them about was Mario and Luigi, because we were big fans of it. And, um, you know, we asked, how how much of that is your guys' input, you know? And they said, really, a lot of that stuff is in the original version, and they just directly translated it. Um, the, the guys at Alpha Dream are just really funny and really wacky, and a lot of this stuff, they kind of wondered, can we keep this in? Can we find a way to... <laughs> To, to make this joke work for America, and uh, I think they did a really good job with it. It really is a funny game, it is. and there aren't very many games that are truly funny. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of weird jokes about like Mario and Luigi shocking each other in the butt and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, yeah, like you get these hand powers. It's kind of like this creepy innuendo filled part of the game. It's totally intentional too. I mean, it's just. It's fantastic. It's really funny. <laughs> Not the kind of thing you'd expect in a Mario game. Yeah, well, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> yeah.
Sad song. Mm. Like someone died. Smash Brothers Dojo is the source of all information ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting there. (laughs) Which Brawl song is confirmed to be arranged by this game's composer? What's your final answer, Johnny? I don't have the first clue. 
Uh, I think you'll be surprised by the answer to some extent. Um, this is Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Trials and Tribulations. Wow. This is the third Phoenix Wright game. And I haven't actually played that one, but I, I, that wasn't even in, n anywhere near my mind. Yeah. Um, I did play the first. The, the soundtrack caught me by surprise. There are definitely Phoenix Wrighty songs in there, but there's also... I mean, there are a lot of songs in the game for what it is. And a lot of them are like the ones I just played that are like, that's good, and I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so... I'd probably give it a higher sound score than it deserved in hindsight. I think you gave it like a perfect 10. But everything really fits with the... It's actually another very funny uh, series, by the way. Um, the first game is especially funny, in my yeah. opinion. Just um, because we mentioned that with Mario Luigi. But uh, this one... Um, I'm not going to say it's better than the first game, because especially the DS version had, had an extra chapter in it for the first one. And uh, the translation job was a lot better in the first game. They, they, I don't know, Capcom outsourced the translation to some really good company, and uh, the, it was just impeccable how well they did the translation. This one's okay, but uh, what makes this game good is it, it has some very interesting storytelling. Um, it kind of goes out of order, out of, um, out of timeline order, I, I don't know how to say that properly, hey. yeah. but um, you play as both... Like um, Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, I guess kind of like Tarantino. And, and you play as both uh, Phoenix Wright and uh, his mentor who dies in the first game, uh, uh, Mia. Who so like the so she's the, a ghost. No, this is early. This is like five years ago. Oh, she, it's before. She's like okay. yeah. So no, she's not a not really a ghost in this one for the most part. And um, it's interesting because like three or four of the different cases are kind of related with some of these characters and unsolved mysteries and things like that and they, they do a really neat job of kind of wrapping everything together for the entire series and um, just sort of putting a bow on the whole Phoenix Wright thing so you don't like you aren't angry when they're saying okay well now we're having a different lawyer for the next game because they, they pretty much wrap things up everything's there's uh, really some fan service that will go unappreciated if you just play the third one so if you haven't played the series and you're interested in the series start with the first one if you feel like you can't handle two more of them, skip to the third one. Because uh, the second one is, is weaker than the others. But, um, I mean, play them all in order. If you really like the first one, don't, don't play them out of order. Because it doesn't make sense. Um, they do build on each other. So, I, I guess you... I know you played the first one. You didn't seem yep. to like it as much as me. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on... I liked it, but... Um... It took me a very long time to get through it. Right. Like, I just didn't feel compelled to keep playing it, so I sort of forced myself to play through it. It's just very slow-paced. And the um, investigation parts, I was very disappointed in. So, so I think that the, uh, the investigation parts get out of hand a little bit in the second one. Really? And they, and they pull it they pull. I it thought they were out of hand in the first one. They just aren't fun. It's like click everywhere. and. Yeah, it gets out of hand. I mean, the third one's like that too, but the second one adds other complexities that just make it kind of grueling. Um, but I, it's still funny. I still enjoy it. But you're always looking forward to the to the uh, trials, right? Yeah, that's the fun and, part. And uh, Phoenix Wright three focuses more on that. In fact, I think there are two two of the cases um, don't have any investigation parts, and the ones that do have far fewer investigation parts. It's it's not overkill. They they, they took a look at the game clearly and, and said we need to cut back on the investigation. I mean, it's clear that they recognized it and cut it back. And it makes the game a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, it, 
really does. So, the third one, it's pretty good. I like it. And uh, clearly the music's good, and there are other good songs that are... Well, you're probably hearing them over this, because I'll probably put music in the background. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, actually, there's a, there's a Western song that I'll be, I probably have already played by the time I'm talking about it, but... There are three kind of westerny songs in this podcast lineup. I'll probably have to name the uh, episode something like Yippie Kaye or something. I, I, don't, I don't know what. <laughs> but uh, th- thanks for co-hosting, Johnny. Sure, man. Uh, and, uh, uh-oh, I never answered the question. I'm bad yeah. about that. Um, after all, it's about brawl. I shouldn't forget things like that. And uh, the composer's name is... Uh, Oh, I didn't write down the composer's name. I should. Uh, it's uh, Noriyuki Iwadare, and he we, he did range the Kirby Meta Knight's Revenge. Oh. So, actually, that's not... I actually don't like that arrangement very much, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, thanks thanks for listening, guys. Um, yep. Hope you, hope you had a good time. I had fun. Even though I only got one out of five, correct? Wait a second, did we answer Metal Gear's question either? <laughs> I'm looking at this. Uh, what was the question there? Uh, the Special Forces unit. Oh, no? oh, I might actually know that. Let me think. I might know that from Solid. It's, um... No, 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 they're trying to make the heaven. He is from... Okay, I'm, I'm going to hate myself when you tell me what it is. Foxhound. Foxhound, yes. I kept thinking like ocelot no that's the guy okay. <laughs> yeah i don't I'm think not a, i'm not a massive fan obviously but yeah. i have played all three of the solid games all three Fox including Man. the game boy color one or there's i'm sorry no <laughs> all three one two and three oh, uh, uh, those okay. would be the three that i've played you yeah. also played uh, twin snakes that's the version of one that i played oh, okay. i played right. the playstation version never could get into it so I went back later and finally got it on Twin Snakes. Frankly, I'm, I'm surprised I made it all the way through Twin Snakes. I, yeah, me too. I, I kind of forced <laughs> myself to, I guess. Yeah, so, ditto. This has got to get better. <laughs> well, I tried it over and over. I, pl- I tried the, the, the original one on PlayStation two or three times and never could get more than like 15 minutes into it before I just gave up. <laughs> and I tried Twin Snakes at E3 and then I rented it. Still couldn't get past the same place, literally. Um, just had so much trouble. Couldn't I? Just wasn't playing the game correctly, and the game doesn't really tell you how to play it correctly. Mm. So um, I finally played through Twin Snakes with a guide, and had a great experience. It's the only game I would say just get the guide, just play through it with a guide. You'll enjoy it more that way. Instead of sort of grinding through it, not playing it correctly. Yeah. Well, what I I played through the entire series last summer, or two summers ago, I guess, and. Um, what I found was that the first game, by using the guide, it sort of trained me to play the game. And then on two, I just used game facts, and I only had to go check it two or three times. Hmm. Like, I was starting to grasp it. And then for the third one, I really played through almost the whole thing without any help. So I did eventually learn how to play the games, although I would still wouldn't say I mean, the gameplay is not the reason to play those. They're, it's not that great. The movies that can last... Right? I, what was it? No, it's not even that either. It's sort of the way the whole package comes together. It's, it's more than some of its parts. It is an experience, yeah. I don't think it's the codex and things like that either. Well, I, I think it's it's 
in many ways a survival horror game. Um, Maybe. I think that's part of it. I mean, certainly you get scared when, when you know that you don't have that much health or whatever, and, and you just got spotted. Mm-hmm. And, and in that sense, it feels a lot like a Resident Evil game. And so that might be part of its appeal. Well, the, what what happened to me was that I was under the assumption that basically once you get caught, that's the end of the game. And as it turns out, that's really only true on like the very highest difficulty level. And what what really happens is once you get caught, it's not that big of a deal if you know what to do. And also, I thought that you really shouldn't be going around killing everyone, whereas that actually makes the game easier if you try to do it that way. Try to kill so, everyone? Well, not everyone, but if there's a guy in your way and it's too hard to sneak past him, go ahead and yeah. kill him. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And I that was one of the main things that I could not get over. I couldn't figure out on my own. I thought I knew the right way to play the game, you know, mm-hmm. at, which was like as a stealth thing, like don't kill people, don't get caught, etc. And if you play the game more like a traditional action game, it actually is more fun and more doable. So... So if you ever got stuck in, if you got stuck in Metal Gear Solid, uh, go replay it with Johnny's advice. There's some advice, yeah. I I have to think there are other people who were like me, and just could not figure it out. I mean, it it seems like they, anyway, it's a strange game. The way you play it is strange, but don't be afraid to kill people. And um, actually, it helps a lot if you kill people. (laughs) Use the guns that you get. Stealth game, kill people. Yes, indeed. So Zelda's more of a stealth game than... Uh, than <laughs> no, there are places where you have to sneak around. Um, it, there's just no other practical way to do it. But there are actually few and far between. Yeah. Oh, you, okay. you kill a lot of stuff in that game, really. Uh, okay. Phantom Hourglass sucks. Had to throw oh, that in there. what? I said Phantom Hourglass sucks. Stealth. I hate it. Is that your coda? <laughs> <laughs> That's my coda. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Okay, bye-bye. Star Fox Assault is copyright 2004-2005 Namco and Nintendo. Metal Gear is copyright 1988 Konami. Sunset Riders is copyright 1993 Konami. Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga is copyright 2003 Nintendo. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations is copyright 2007 Capcom.